You're listening to the Wanderlust Swingers Podcast with Aussie hosts Kate and Daryl. If you're curious about exploring your sexuality or the swinging, hot wifing and non-monogamous lifestyle, you've definitely come to the right podcast. Or maybe you just love travel adventures. Either way, we share our personal, sometimes juicy, sexy stories as well as swingers club and event reviews, interviews with other sassy people and of course our global swinging adventures. We try to bring you a look into the diverse lifestyle that the swinging and non-monogamous community has. We hope you enjoy. Now Let's get into the episode. G'day and welcome to the Wanderlust Swingers podcast. This is episode 163 and this episode is all about how to have the most success at swingers lifestyle events, which is extremely important. As you know, you spend the time, you spend the money and you want to have the best possible experience that you can have at a swingers lifestyle event. That's what this episode is all about. We're going to give you over 10 tips to making sure that you've got the most success at these events. Now, this episode originally appeared and was recorded for the Bedhoppers podcast. They had me on their show as a guest, but after the editing process and listening to this, I thought that it was so valuable that I wanted to share it as well on our podcast. So it is a republishing of an episode that we recorded and I was interviewed for, but honestly, the information contained within this episode, I thought was so valuable that I wanted to make sure that we had as many people listening as possible. And so we thought, why not publish it on our podcast as well? So you're going to hear over 10 tips to making sure that you're getting the most out of your lifestyle events. But we would always love to hear from you if you have anything else to add. If you've got any tips, tricks that you want us to put on our social media or add to a future episode, please don't hesitate to reach out to us on Twitter or on email. We would absolutely love to hear from you. But otherwise, let's get cracking. Let's get into the episode. And I really hope that you find something valuable in here. And as always, have fun at any of the lifestyle events that you're going to. My name's Mr. H. And this is Today we have a very, very special guest with us, the delightful Kate from Wanderlust Swingers. We've brought her on board to talk about making the most of events. Welcome, Kate. Hey, guys. How you doing? All the better for seeing you, of course. Okay. Me in my hoodie in my frozen office on my third floor. Delightful. Well, you've given the game away now. I mean, I was going to say that you're looking radiant and you're wearing a wonderful dress and we've never seen you look better. I know. How did I get my uh, my curls that amazing and, you know, my symmetrical uh, wings and everything else? No, no, it's not true. Hoodie. Uh, I am wearing a shirt though, which we were quite interested to find out a little bit earlier uh, as we sat here talking. But yeah, really excited to be on the show. Thanks for inviting me. You're welcome. Now, I'm interested. You said you had wings on. <laughs> I was actually just going to ask you the same. Eye- eyeliner, like wings. eyeliner wings. Oh, know, okay. Symmetrical. Uh, in my head, it was like a pair of angel wings. Fun fact, I can't do wings. I can't either. I actually bought a new pen and I've been trying uh, every second day and it's going disastrous. So cat eye things. I can't do them either. So, uh, yeah, I've never tried. I'm not going to. Um, I'll just get someone else to do them for me if I ever need them. You're really good at drawing. May I suggest you learn how to do me? <laughs> Shall I start practicing, like put it on my iPad and just drawing over photos? They're all perfect wings. <laughs> I think you'll be so flying without wings. Beautiful wings. Oh, okay, thank you. So the reason, as I said, that we've brought Kate with brought Kate along with us makeup today tips. <laughs> is not makeup tips, although they may come in useful because we've got an event coming up that we're working on together. We've got the Red Heart Party, and we wanted to talk a little bit about making 
making the vo- most of events. So, you know, how do you prep for them? How do you go in with a really positive attitude? And how do you literally get your best bang for the buck from going to an event? Yeah. How do you avoid just sitting in the corner wishing you mingled more? Because, <laughs> you know, we it's don't. true. It's true. We, we spend so much time and money and we get excited and everything else. And then if we aren't, I think, intentional with our actions, then we do walk away going, well, that was, I'm, I'm, I have regrets. You know, back in 2016, I remember us going to these massive events. And we spent so much money. We've been saving for like a year and a half. And I walked away going, well, shit, 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 shit. And now I'm not going to get that opportunity again for another couple of years. So, you know, it's true, man. And I think, you know, like you say, you, you prep for so long. They, they, they seem to be on the horizon for ages, these events. And you're kind of building up this giddy excitement. And we've done it. We've absolutely are really guilty of doing that, in our, especially in our earlier days, in that we'd go to a club or an event and just sit in the corner together. And I think that's, you know, and then we come away going, well, we could have just come home and had sex, really, rather than going to a club. Still, you can get all hyped up and all excited for this event. And you're like, yeah, it's going to be amazing. And then you ruin it by getting, like, completely spangled and just, like, can't remember any of it. Or you just go and fall asleep in a bathroom. So Speaking from experience. (laughs) Well, we've certainly covered that a number of times. Don't don't drink too much because you're nervous. So there is a a bravado to it, I think. You know, a couple of drinks is fine. But I think if you are worried and nervous, probably drinking is not the solution to that. And we can certainly say that from a level of experience, right? <laughs> so I think rather than go down a route of what we sh- you shouldn't do before you go to an event. Here's all the times that we have fucked up. You are welcome. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, you know, we've made an entire podcast career of, of, of that particular line. But looking at things positively, how do you, Kate, prepare for an event? What's your your ritual to go through before you get there? Well, the first thing I think is once you've chosen the event, you know, choosing the event's the, the first big thing. But say, say for argument's sake, you've chosen your event, you know, it's going to be the, the right event for you and the way that you approach the lifestyle, uh, if, if you're aware of that yet, or maybe you're brand new and you've got no idea. But some of the things that I do now is I start to think about what do I actually want to get out of the event? I think those are the the big first things for me. What do I want to get out of the event? Because then I can sort of start to frame that in my own mind, but better yet, I can actually share that with, if you have a partner, if you're uh, in a, at a couple situation, you can share that with your partner as well. And the reason that I do that is to have some level, I guess, of responsibility. I want them to hold me a little bit accountable. And these don't need to be really grand things like, <laughs> well, they can be, it's up to you, but like, you know, I want to have jizz all over my face. It can be something as simple as, look, I'm actually quite an introverted person and I just want to try and have a conversation with three new people because that's a really big step for me. Or maybe I want to take my top off because that's a really big step for me. So it can be something like that. And so when you start thinking about what do I want to get out of this event, share it with your partner. They can, in a very non-pushy but more you know helpful way, kind of hold you accountable to that. So that's some of the things that I do before I even think about anything else like costumes or et cetera. I think about what do I want to get out of the event. That's a really strong bit of advice. And I think we we did a very similar thing. I remember going to a social event earlier on in our, in our sort of career, for want of a better phrase. And I remember us talking about like, you know, we're not going to sit in the corner. We are going to go and we're going to speak to five different people and we've got to do that this time around and we've got to push the boat out and do that and then then we started talking about well actually how do you do that how what how are we going to just go up and have conversations with people we don't know because i think we were very out of practice of doing out of doing that you know we kind of had our circle of friends and it was obviously it's easy to chat to your friends and your relatives or whatever but but actually how do you introduce yourselves to new people comfort zones and all that it's really hard sometimes to get yourself out of that you know you've got each other and you get your real estate and your little nook and you're like yes i've got a seat i'm not going to leave this seat all night because i don't want to stand in heels or whatever but then you you find yourself just like stuck there 
I, I, honest, I honestly think it has to just be a point where you just throw yourself into the pit and almost throw yourself into their line of vision or their circle or whatever. What Daryl and I have found quite helpful, especially on nights when some, some nights you'll go to an event and maybe you or your partner are feeling particularly energetic that night or charismatic or whatever. So if that's the case and one of you is feeling a little bit more charismatic, then allow that person to take the lead. But in some circumstances where Daryl and I go and we're like, oh, we're both a little bit nervous or we're both a little bit unsure, we actually tag team, we're taking intense so i'll go and introduce myself or us to one person or a couple and then next time it'll be like okay it's your turn now like kind of moving those energy bars along so again really if you are in a partner situation utilizing your partner as truly your wingman and and trying to feed off each other's energy as best you can but you've just got to throw yourself into it 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 sucks it's going to be uncomfortable but it'll pay out in dividends at the end of it when you realize you've actually done something that you set your mind to i'm, I'm a big fan of having um like a task that we set ourselves or a, a means of getting into the conversation so I, this particular event i remember the way in which we introduced ourselves to people was actually we we gained control at this event of the jukebox i don't know why anyone would let me near a jukebox kate is shaking her head in sadness here at, <laughs> stepping well away. true story true story <laughs> but it gave us an in to talk to people to say hey we've got control of the jukebox what song would you like us to play for you and actually that was a really good way of just open it conversations and we we met people through doing that that we still talk to many many years later the other thing that i really like doing as well to, to sort of get into that conversation is to just offer people a compliment oh, i really love your dress or i really love your shirt or your shoes are great and normally that just gives you that open to, to have a regular normal human being conversation and often that's the first step once you're involved in that it's not too bad but that that sort of hurdle I find is often having that first few words. Mm. Although, you know, picking up on what Kate said about uh, she really wants to get jizz on her face, I think that'd be a really good conversation <laughs> start. <laughs> uh, you've got a oh. little something on your on your nose. Oh, it's all the jizz I had on my face from earlier. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> it really makes my shin sky. <laughs> my shin skine? Makes my skin shine. The other thing, Mr. H, about what you just said about paying people compliments, to flip that around, I would also say, especially if it comes to costumes or a theme, make it easy for other people to pay you compliments or talk about your outfit. Yes. Do them a favour. So if it's a costume or it's something like that, or wear something that's going to be unique, maybe it's going to inspire a conversation because by doing so, you're actually helping out the other people to come over and approach you as well. So it's a talking point for you, but you're actually <laughs> you're actually helping everybody else out. That's something I have said that for years. You know, we I remember the first time I went to Desire and I got Daryl a really interactive costume and it was just the best for us because it actually helped us get out of our shells a little bit um, more so than what we would have if we were just wearing like a normal costume from the costume store. I mean, great. You're going to encourage Mr. H now, but he needs even more extravagant costumes. <laughs> I know. I was just saying costume, costume, costume the entire time. Oh, I'm looking at Mrs. H going, I hate costumes. <laughs> I, all right, I don't hate costumes. Um, I know I sometimes come across that way, but what I do hate is when Mr. H decides that he doesn't need one costume. No, 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 no. He needs like five, and they have to be ridiculously huge ones that won't fit in a suitcase and involve at least three pairs of shoes and headdresses or something. So it's just like, yeah, grand yeah. Tears. Okay, <laughs> but the flip side of that is each of those costumes generated a level of conversation and interaction yes, with the people. Costume so they were conversation. All totally worth it. Probably. Definitely. Absolutely. Why are they so big, though? <laughs> <laughs> because they're fun. The other thing that I, I want to mention in terms of 
conversation starters is if you know sort of one or two people and and they know somebody else get them to introduce you use your connections and form even more friendships you know oh do you guys know them can you introduce me it's not it's not rocket science i know and i know for many people they'll be like why are you teaching me to suck eggs but actually we found that to be a really good way to sort of meet new people expand expand our friendship group and and just get to know other people that we wouldn't have spoken to before yeah and the other thing just before you even get to the party i mean talking about that introduction side of it as well what we generally we tend to do is we do two things. We put up a travel notice. So if you're on a dating site that allows a travel notice, even if you're traveling in your own city, you can do this. And you put up a travel notice saying that you're going to this event. Or if there's an event uh, and you can register on or RSVP on the dating site, do that as well, because that's going to highlight other people to you and have you highlighted back to them. So I always do that, regardless of where we're going around the world, regardless of whether it's in our own city, I will RSVP and I'll set up a travel notice. And the other thing too, is if there is some form of connection or chat or group or community for the event, you know, get stuck into that as well if you have the time because, again, those kind of pay in dividends because by the time you get there, you probably see a friendly face and you can then feel more comfortable walking up to that person and then slowly expanding that circle if, you know, you haven't been to this event before, you don't know a lot of people. It's a tricky balance, I find, because one of us, me, loves the group chats and likes to be part of that. And uh, one of us, not naming any names, doesn't really enjoy that particular. I don't, well, I don't enjoy it. I just don't have the time to devote to it as much as you do. Yep, you'll find the same thing for Daryl and I. You won't find Daryl in a chat. It's pretty, pretty rare. If he is in a chat, as you two well know, actually, he kind of dips in and out, but it is it is a rarity to actually. I think one of, didn't one of our old chats actually say, holy shit, Daryl's in the chat was the group name it of the chat. Much, oh my God, there's a dog in the playground. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and, and that's just, that's the way that we operate as well. So it works well for him. He really likes that face to face and if that's again if that's you then crack on if you want to try and make those connections beforehand you know those are the some of the tools that you can do that with right absolutely so we talked a little bit about prepping for the event i find that moment when you actually get to an event where it's when the nerves become the greatest is when you're actually about to go in through the door and experience it yeah how do you cope with that mrs h well i'm normally desperate to get inside because i'm too cold waiting outside in the queue so i'm like get me in there now (laughs) and then i want to go to the bathroom and fix my hair and my makeup so i'm actually like champing at the bit to get through the doors i don't actually experience the same level of nerves as you however you are very much more around the have we got everything we need have our tickets right have we done everything in advance we need to so i understand that it's like a level of um planning for you that makes you nervous sometimes so Actually, one of the things you should be very hot on is making sure you've done all that in advance. So actually, when you're there, you can just be excited to get in. I don't think Kate will ever know the amount of times that I checked the tickets and the stuff so that we could go to the New Year's Eve party. You were checking them whilst we were in the line at the club going, holy fuck, holy fuck, is this right? Is this right? (laughs) I'm like, it's a bit it's a bit fucking late now. Like if if we can't get in, then, hey, we're going back to the room. We've got three bottles of wine and a half a packet of chips and that's our evening. (laughs) Not a bad evening to be fair I mean I wouldn't not have a bad evening at all I've certainly had worse evenings I mean for me it's like once you're on a roller coaster and you're going up that, that slope and you're kind of like well I'm, I'm committed now I'm in I'm I can't, I don't want to bail at this point because I've I've planned so much for this. So let's assume that you've got all your stuff sorted, you've got your tickets, you've got your phone ID ready, whatever it is. So you might as well just use that 
that kind of energy in a positive way while you're in the queue. Be like, what's the first thing you're going to do? Are we going to head to the bar first and get a drink? Or are we going to go straight to a locker and grab somewhere? We can stash all our belongings. Have a little bit of a game plan about what's what do you want to do? You know, or do we want to find a little space to sit down? I- oh, that's, is, is that a controversial move, I, I think? It's controversial, but sometimes it's nice to gravitate to an area where you can just have five minutes of checking that you you're ready to dive into a crowd if that's what you're going to do. I like to go to a bathroom personally, check my hair, my makeup and make sure that I look good. Do a mahoosive shit and then she comes out absolutely relieved and chilled out. Had to make it weird, didn't you? (laughs) No, I like to go in there and just touch up everything and make sure I'm I'm good to go because I just feel that that settles my confidence levels. I like to go into a club and touch up everything. Fine. I mean, I'm just replaying it back to you. Saboteur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like you're like three smart-ass remarks around, away from losing Mrs. H on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I always am. Yeah, it, it can be a double-edged sword. I see what you're saying about that that seating area, but if you do know that you're someone who just needs to sit back and observe for a little while, then by all means do it. But maybe what you can do is set yourself a time, time limit and say, okay, this is what I know I'm going to need, but instead of allowing myself to sit here for two hours or three hours and be a bit of a wallflower, again, if that's what you want to do at the event, fill your boots, but if you are wanting to get out there and meet people, then try to set yourself off some sort of timeline as to uh, how, how long you're going to sit there for. But I, I do enjoy the idea of a game plan. That sounds really good because, yeah, it's something that not a lot of people would think about. And yeah, maybe those those tensions or that excitement or that fear or the newness of it all could make you a bit deer in the headlights. So when you get in the club, you're like, what do I do? But if you have some sort of like, I'm going to go straight to the bathroom and straight to the bar, I'm going to find the lockers straight away, or I'm going to go talk to somebody and do a tour straight away. Like if you've got that in your mind already, then it allows you to settle a little bit, I think. Yeah. Agreed. I think one of the things, one of our mistakes that we've made is that we've gone in and we've just sat down and then we've become territorial over the real estate. And I think setting yourself a time limit to to be in there and (laughs) let's be fair, you're not going to be in a club for hours and hours and hours and hours. I mean, it's unlikely that you're going to be in there for more than five, six hours, really. And that's a very long night. So you could probably get away with standing up for some of that time. Yeah. <laughs> or at least a lot of people can. So I think what we've what we've tended to do in the past is grab that seat and be like, oh my God, this is the best seat ever. We've clearly got the best real estate. And then just taking turns going to the bar and sitting there and just watching the world go by. And as a result, because you're in your little bubble, you don't talk to anyone else. No, you just observe and the light passes you by and you just end up being like, all right, we just stay the whole night sitting down. <laughs> yeah, and the same thing can happen if you're with people that you've met before, friends, like if you're going as a little a mini group to an event. You know, when you're sitting down like that, whilst it's a super, like it's an amazing fun time and you're with your mates and you've got this amazing environment around you and everything else. But oftentimes our body language then is closing ourselves off to the possibility of meeting anybody. So even if you are sitting there and people are like, oh, they look interesting, they're probably not going to come over because of the, the closed body language. So if you are in that circumstance, you know, one of the other tips for success, I guess, to make your event successful would be to be a bit mindful of that. You know, how is your body language looking if you are sitting down in a group of people? Maybe it's closed off and that's fine. You know, you're not interested in, in meeting anybody else. But if you are legitimately trying to meet people, be mindful of that because it's already nerve wracking enough to walk up and strike up a conversation out of nothingness. Uh, but it's more more difficult if people are looking a little bit closed off. People are just not going to come over. Well, it's, it's an interesting one that you mentioned this because actually the last time we went to Penthouse Playrooms, we went with Secret Stag and Secret Vixen. 
And one of the things that the girls challenged the guys to do was just to get up and start a few conversations with people. Said, all right, we, we bet you won't, you know, go up and chat to them. And of course, like, you know, like red rag to a bull as a challenge, you know, we're like, oh, well, we can do that. Of course we'll do that. And um, within two minutes of, of going out there, we, we, we'd found two other couples and we'd sat down at the table. In fact, so much so that sort of 15, 20 minutes later, the girls were kind of wondering where we'd gone because we were just sat there and had joined this bigger group. <laughs> just started another night anyway. Yeah, an absolute night by ourselves. But that was a really good way of actually kind of um, going, introducing ourselves and explaining our dynamics and, have, and and starting that conversation, really. And then when you two came over, we, we were able to introduce and say, oh, here they are. This is this is what we all do and all that kind of we stuff. We sent you out as like little sentry drones. <laughs> a little envoys, yeah. Just go, go and do the work and then let us know when it's a good time to come over. <laughs> I mean, the other thing about all of this, too, is that this is all for naught if you're not setting yourself up for success before you even get there. And what I mean by that is being hydrated and slept and rested and fed and all of those good things. I know just like, you know, the things that you have to do on a day-to-day basis to stay alive as an adult, those things, uh, they still do matter when you're going to an event. But I think sometimes we just think we're just these energizer bunnies and it's like, okay, we haven't gone out clubbing for however long as a couple and now all of a sudden we're going to throw ourselves into the mix. We're going to go to the club at 9, 10, 9 or 10 or 11 p.m. and then we're going to party until 3 and 4 in the morning. Bitch, you can't do that without preparation. So, you know, getting hydrated, getting enough rest, and everything else if we get there setting yourself up for success is is something that i think we've all forgot to mention but is so so important because i can tell you the number of times around the world daryl and i've gone to a club and we're like not really feeling it tonight and then i think oh that's because we're up at six and then we had this and then we did this and we did that and i'm like so we're just knackered and we've come to the club like idiots paid them paid the money to get in here and gotten all jazzed up and now it's a waste you know because we're just so bloody tired or not interested in putting our energy out there and meeting people. Yeah, I think we've definitely fallen foul of that. We've just overdone it and then not enjoyed the night because we're sorry. There is something to do with pacing but also I would say that Kate, you are the hydration master. Never have I drunk so much water in my entire life as to when I've had an evening out with you. <laughs> She's always at your elbow with this uh, glass of water, isn't she? Like, like, where the fuck did that come from? It's another one. <laughs> yeah. Actually, if you talk to Jay and Angie, they'll, they, 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 they have a name for me in their household, unfortunately, because I'm doing the same thing to them all the time. How much water have you had today? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good tip, though, because it does it does reduce your, your sort of ability to get drunk a little bit, I suppose, and also means that the hangover is far less painful the next day if you are going to have one. So it's a, it's a good it's a good tip. And eating, I think, is so important. The amount of times we've just skipped eating and gone straight out. And... Which is unusual because I hate skipping eating. So... I know. Which, uh, yeah. which means that you're more grumpy. Everyone gets to see hangry you, and that's definitely not you at Who your best. Likes hangry me? Yeah, and that's why we carry snacks around at all times. <laughs> Little go-to snacks that, in your bags. That definitely helps. I think there is something in that being prepared for the event as well. So knowing kind of what you're going into and knowing what you need to bring. So, um, you know, if you are going to a place with wet, wet facilities, for example, do you need to bring a towel? You know, it, are toys allowed? Do you want to bring your own toys? Obviously, there's the prep around bringing your own condoms and lube and making sure that you've got a variety of those. All this stuff kind of helps make your event much more successful because the last thing you want to be doing is rushing around trying to find all this stuff in the club to see if they sell it, see if they've got it, see if you can borrow a towel if they don't provide them automatically. That that really takes you away from any potential sexy time, I find. Not that sexy time is the goal, but if you're there and... and well, if, if it is the goal and... 
<laughs> and you've not done that, then, you know, you're kind of up shit's creek without a paddle. The other thing, too, is to honestly check the rules of the club. Because when Daryl and I, we, we said this on our podcast, we went into London City and we were really excited. And we turned up at the club and Daryl's looking pretty hot. He's got his, you know, really nice dress shirt on and really nice designer jeans. And we get to the front of the club and the bouncer's like, no, no ripped jeans allowed as per the frequently asked questions, as per, uh, you know, uh, dress requirements on which are clearly labeled on the website. And I was like, yeah, my bad. So with those preparation pieces, you know, I would also check. I would also check what's on the the website for information. You know, is the Barbie wire like we said before, or is it purchase your own drinks? Do they have wet facilities? Do you need an identification to check in? Do they have lockers? All of those sorts of things. I think are super important uh, to make sure that you're actually even going to get into the event to start with. It's it's really valuable advice. And I remember speaking to you folks uh, just after that. <laughs> and, <laughs> It was definitely an interesting occasion. Fortunately, you were close enough to be able to get changed and come back to it, which was... Thank God, because if we'd have lived further away, like if we'd have gotten in there, it was like an hour or two drive or an hour of train ride or whatever, and we didn't have alternative things, like that would have just been a bloody disaster. And that was a rookie error, let me tell you. Well, I, I'm pleased to say we... <laughs> I'm not pleased, but we nearly made that that error ourselves and we drove up to Vanilla Alternative. Oh, and okay. um, three quarters of the way there, I turned to Mrs. H. She said, you put my shirt in the car? Yes. The, the one thing that she needed to do... And there was this look that said that I would definitely be driving to a supermarket at eight o'clock on a Saturday evening in an attempt to find a shirt that I could wear for the club that night. Is that fair? Is that, is that fair? Uh, I mean, sure, I'm not as responsible to pack your clothes, but <laughs> <laughs> on this occasion, yes, I did forget to pack his shirt. <laughs> and my God, he didn't let me forget it. <laughs> <laughs> but it is important to get your outfit right. And the outfit is an, an essential part of the evening, I think. Oh, it can make or break an evening for me, I think, if I'm uncomfortable because I haven't chosen wisely. Then you just spend all night messing around with it and wishing you hadn't worn it. And the... Yeah, and fidgeting and stuff like that. I remember because yeah. in the chat group for our event... We were recently talking about, and it was one of the ladies who said, um, single lady if I'm not wrong, what should I wear? And a bunch of people chimed in and said this or this or this. And some people rightly said, you know, what, what makes you comfortable? What do you feel sexy in? And, you know, I, I did make the point that you can tell when someone's uncomfortable in an outfit. Yeah. If something isn't sitting right on you, you feel like it's sticking to you or it's showing lumpy, bumpy bits in parts that you don't want to show or, you know, it's too tight or it's too short or you're sitting down and it's too tight around your thighs or whatever, you can see that person actively fit and you know they're not really paying attention to what you're saying because the entire time that you're talking at them all they're thinking about is geez I'm uncomfortable you know and so getting the outfit right I know it seems like such a small thing but it is actually so imperative to having a, a good night unless you're one of those people that just doesn't think about these things and then um, my name's Kate my email is this and please please help me <laughs> <laughs> One of the tips that I've, I've I've sort of observed, I guess, rather than, than been part of, I think, is that we've been to a number of events where people have their own business cards. And often this is at events where... Yeah, get, get guilty. I've done this before. Well, I, I think this is a good tip. And I think, you know, we, we kind of... We, we, we have our show business cards, which is a way to get in touch with us. But it's fairly easy to remember that the, the name or whatever for us. So I don't think we struggle too much. For that. Yeah, bed, bed Notches, the most popular podcast in the UK. <laughs> it's Belt, belt Notches. It's, bed oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Bed Nobbers. Bed Nobbers. <laughs> bed so, nobbers, bed wankers. <laughs> it's probably closer to the truth, but I've seen people just just take a, a number of business cards, especially when they've been or heard of people doing that on the cruises and at bigger events when there's uh, lots of rooms or a takeover. 
And it's a really good way of staying in touch with people that write the room number on it or whatever. Um, but often when you're in a club, it's it's really hard sometimes to hear. It's really hard. You don't have your phone with you often. You can't really write down people's details. And it can be difficult to get in touch with other people. So I've seen people take along a business card so that they can go, there you go. We'd love to speak to you in a whatever environment or we'd love to keep in touch. Here's our information. I, I love that. That that takes the yeah, sort of just that. like the amount of times we have met people and we've been like, what was their name again? And they're like secret couple 2319AB <laughs> exclamation mark. And you're like, fucking hell, are they the exclamation mark ones? Are they ones without the exclamation? <laughs> and is it the right ones? And you can't see the profile photo. And, yeah. it, you know, this sort of thing is really, really helpful to have there. I mean, you could do the cheap version and just write it down in a post it note i suppose and you know, there you go this is us but it's less cool if you can flip out a business card sort of or the upspec version and create your own qr code that goes to like a separate website uh you know that that could also be an option if you're on upspec uh, it's it, controversial i'm not a fan of the business card are you not i'm not we had them before years and years ago because again, we, we were listening to podcasts and podcasts back in 2015 were like you have to have a business card everybody has to if you don't have one you're an idiot and we went along to uh, an event in the u.s and i was like oh my god and business cards. And at the time, I think the minimum you could get was 250 of the things, which is just, <laughs> who's handing these out? Did you give one to everybody? Yeah. So like the coffee guy was like, I, the barista was like, I, I don't actually need your, your business card. Thank you, lady. But it, it, it was a bit strange to me because for me, I think that once you're making that connection, it's almost like, okay, and on to the next. And like, here's my card. That's one way it can happen. And so you're like, well, hold on a second. We're still in the middle of a conversation. Well, the other thing is that most of the time people aren't public. And so therefore their photos are not on their business card. And so if you can't remember that someone's name is John and Jill, how the hell if you get 10 of these plain Jane business cards with these random screen names? on it. How are you going to remember who's who? You know, and I remember walking away from that event and we did. We collected about 20 odd business cards. Fun fact, I found them about two years ago and we're moving here and threw them in the bin. Um, but I had no idea who was who because they didn't have any photos or identification methods on them whatsoever. So although they were like, here's our kick and here's our this and here's our that, I had them in my pocket because again, I got given 20 of them. Thank God I actually had pockets because if you're a woman, where are you going to put this bloody card? Um, and I just walked away going, oh, I don't understand the, the intention here. I can understand it for like, I know people do it on the cruises and the big events. In a club situation, it seems a bit strange and foreign to me. So I, I don't know. We'd we be, I think we're uh, agreed to disagree on that one, Mr. H. I, I think it has its place occasionally. I would say that if, but you're right, if everyone brought a card, then it would be impossible to tell everybody. Unless unless you write notes and you're like writing on the card as they give it to you. Small dude with beard, <laughs> lady. Red sparkly shoes. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> talked about Star Wars for half an hour. There we go. And, you know, I, I, I can absolutely see it being a, a, a pain in the ass. But it is a tough one and I think that's why I mean let's take the big events let's take the three four five six thousand people events out of this equation because that's just bloody too hard anyway but say it is at a club event or it's uh, a small takeover or something like that and there is a chat function or a community function that's where you kind of quickly want to make those connections I think that's the easiest way to do it because trying to remember names is a nightmare oftentimes you won't have your phone in the club as you said before because that most clubs have a no phone policy and so you know as soon as you get out of there like you're in that chat group and you can kind of try to make those connections as quickly as possible and then you can take it offline to a, to a different chat that's really the only way I can think that is logical but it's also a minefield I don't know mind you I think you did at one point send us about 50 of your business cards I'm sure we've got a ton of them kicking around somewhere oh, you probably do I was probably like here have some business cards guys they were funny size they were too square to fit in my purse but not quite wide enough to fit in a different pocket I was like why are these yes. such a funny size 
But you know what's and, funny? We gave hundreds of those, well, not hundreds, but loads of them away to different friends. Like, here you go, have one of these these guys. <laughs> and you know, what? I think that was actually version two. That was version two of our card that actually had our faces on it because I, after the first event, got Jack of not knowing. And then I was like, okay, here's our face. Here's our pictures. So you guys can clearly remember who we are. And uh, and then, yeah, I had to order like 250 of those things. And clearly I just gave you guys a bunch because I was like, well, either that or I can build a house out of them. So <laughs> <laughs> I needed them for a Gambit cosplay. That's what it was. <laughs> Tons of them. Exactly. <laughs> hey, do you, do you guys want to talk about how to maybe take it to the next level? Because we've, we've kind of spoken about like in a lead up to the event, once you get in there, what to do, setting your expectations or your intentions. I mean, what's, how do we, how do we move to the next step, guys? How do we, how do we make this happen? If my intention is to walk in there and I'm like, I would like to play with somebody that I find interesting. What's the next step? Very good question. Mrs. H. Okay. All right. So let's assume then that we've, we've managed to get out of our little real estate corner. We didn't sit there all night. <laughs> we've mingled and we have made a connection with a couple is this is this the is this what was happening yeah yeah well i would hope you put some effort into there somewhere in the middle of that with flirting and such um yeah. Do we work, well? Let's let's talk about the flirting <laughs> bit. Like, how the fuck do we flirt? Like, because fuck knows. Why are you asking me? Don't honestly, call me fuck Penny. knows. <laughs> no, no, this is an interesting one. Okay, because um, I I know that you and I, Mister H, um, don't tend to gravitate to a dance floor. Okay. Yes, I was about um, to bring up the dance floor thing. Yeah, and I know Kate, you do like a bit of a, a dance, which is cool. Mm-hmm. So interestingly, we had this conversation, like me and Mister H, um, going back a few weeks. It's not that we don't like dancing; we do. However, if I'm going to dance on a dance floor, it's because I want to do some proper, like, '80s music, cheesy dancing, whatever. I want to be there for the duration, and I'm not really using it as a connection sexually i'm doing as a i want to have a right good laugh and i want to be you're here party yeah yeah i don't i don't use it as a a sexual chemistry connection in any way Mm -hmm. my my want of connecting with someone is normally a slightly more cerebral approach for me i like talking i really 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 enjoy the connection talking to someone um, striking up some banter, some chat, finding some common ground. I find it difficult sometimes on a club to do that because yeah. the noise levels always mess with me. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think I'm deaf particularly, but I do struggle to hear in a club very often. And if there's dancing happening, or at least very close by to me, I really, really struggle and I have to move somewhere a little bit quieter, which is why I tend to favour that kind of finding a seat a little bit further away from a dance area because that's where yeah. I need to make my connection. Now, I appreciate that's not for everyone and some people really love to get on the dance floor and, and dance with someone that they find attractive and maybe make that connection that way. So I know if it was us like trying to do that, I think we'd probably favour the let's chat because that's kind of where our, our comfort zone lies tends to be. Well, there is a there is a theory that you play to your strengths yeah. and my, my strengths is certainly not dancing <laughs> In, in any way that is sexy. However, I, you know, for me, it's about not to say it's a strength, but the conversation, the mm. the the sort of leading that that conversation, and and just kind of finding out more about people is kind of where I I, I feel most comfortable. Yeah. Although I, I I don't know that I'm flirting, and you say that I'm flirting all the time, but I yeah. I am not cognizant that I'm doing it whatsoever. Well, right, but that's, well, you're pretty good at it then, if you don't 
like actually know you're doing it and yet I find it to be quite flirtatious so maybe that's a, that's a good thing because it's not false and it's not forced or anything you know you're naturally flirtatious maybe when you when you like someone it will come across in your flirty conversation I don't know you've accused me of being flirtatious with everybody <laughs> and you've accused me of being various sets of teases insert appendage here um, yeah. so, like a, <laughs> you've accused me of being a cock tease and a muff tease and god knows what else just because I'm chatting to people and I'm enjoying that conversation so it is it's a tricky balance I think and I don't think I, I naturally slip into a, a, a flirty movement if such a thing occurs. Do you talk like that to everyone then? Maybe. Yeah, maybe that's probably where I'm going going wrong. Human resources keep calling him in and he doesn't understand what's happening, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps getting red carded. It, for me, it really depends on the environment. It depends on the the club, my mood. It's a whole host of things. If it's a, if I would say if it was just Daryl and I, we didn't know anyone at the club, we didn't have any previous connections, we weren't there with friends, I would say that and it was a club where it had mingle and dance floor opportunities because another thing too is that you got to remember the the way that different clubs are laid out not every club affords itself a big mingle area or a big dance floor you can't you know maybe you've got one or the other or whatever um so do, do, it does depend on all of those things but if i'm just going to say run of the mill normal club daryl and i don't know anyone our general thing is we will start talking to a couple and start flirting or talking there and then we will move to the dance floor and that is the lubricant almost to then moving to the playroom so that's the general way we do things. So we'll make that cerebral connection. We'll see if we actually have any kind of connection, if we like them as people, the rest of it. Then we'll dance with them. Then we'll move to the playroom. That's how we would generally do it on an average night at a club. It's a little bit different if we know people because, you know, then that kind of shapes the way you may just go from talking and laughing and having a drink to like, let's go to the tantrum room. You know, those sorts of things. So it really does. It depends on the event for me, the style and, and who we're there with, I think, is, is the biggest one. But I would say what we've just all said is pretty different. So maybe that's a good thing, talking yeah. point for your partner. Ask for you what makes you feel comfortable. I mean, like someone yeah. may not feel even remotely comfortable, like attempting to dance and flirt <laughs> and you know the two things maybe don't ever become compatible for some people whereas others probably like oh fuck I don't know how to make conversation let's just go and let the music do it for us and you know that yeah exactly so cool I think it's just what do you want to do with that person and what vibes are you getting from them and if they're like hey do you want to come dance actually even if you're not like 100% into dancing you might be like well they're asking me so let's try it I think there is a, there's definitely something about reading the room I, I remember going to a club with a couple and chatting to them for forever and a day and 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 the more we chatted to them the less interested i i became in them oh yeah and um and then at the end of that and, and it was really clear uh, well to me that the body language wasn't there we weren't even by my standards i wasn't flirting and i was becoming more and more withdrawn and and then they were like oh should we go in the playroom then and i was like what <laughs> At what point? Maybe half an hour ago, but you know, then you started talking about kicking penguins into the ocean, and I'm out. I checked out. It, it would have been, yeah, probably two hours before. That. But and and genuinely, we sort of we had gone to the to the club with them. Uh, or not with them, but sort of alongside them, I suppose. And and I think it's about reading the room and understanding or, or kind of getting a feel for how people are interacting with you. And I think you can normally tell if someone is, is into you, even I'm getting slightly better at that, but that can take practice. Sometimes, you know, the winningest people just make out with each other, but, you know. The winningest people 
definitely make the moves. Yeah, in the dining area. It it is a good. I mean, talking about the winningest people, which are the most awesome of the peoples. Yes, winningest people. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about that. I mean, sometimes it's just good to, if you want to make that next step is to just say, "Can I kiss you?" I think that's a really simple. I think we overcomplicate matters oftentimes. Yeah. And to me, that's a very simple way to start gauging. Can you move things to the next level? You know, is is can I can I kiss you? Um, or I'd really like to kiss you. If you don't want to say, "Can I kiss you?" You can say, "I'd, I'd really like to kiss you," or "Would you like to kiss me?" or things like that. You know, you can phrase it however you want to. However, it's going to make your you comfortable. I think that's such an easy way to transition, and uh, I don't think we give it enough merit, just generally. I have heard that you are the best at kissing, and I would like to sample those delights. How do you feel about that? (laughs) I mean, that seems slightly over the top, but hey, you do you. (laughs) (laughs) And that's what I end up doing most of the time because of that approach. (laughs) 23 years he's been saying that to me now. (laughs) (laughs) And it still works. Has to announce it when he wants to kiss me. (laughs) But there is that I can I like that level of honesty and openness, and I think the important thing for this is is that someone can can obviously say no and they can say yes, but you'll never know unless you ask. And we've talked about this yeah. a lot of times, and it's sometimes you know I'd rather someone said no and we got that painful rejection bit, and it may not be that painful, but just that bit over with, and then you know where you stand. If you want to find somebody else, you can do. If you want to throw a smoke bomb down and disappear, you can do. But, but I'd rather know and understand where I stood in that situation. And likewise, if someone's sort of, you know, throwing themselves at, at me, not this ever happened, I, I'd rather be able to say, no, thank you if I'm not interested and, and appreciate they'll, they'll accept that answer. Yeah. Yeah. And I think so all of these things really add up to how to have a successful event. But something we really and we spoke about having your intentions there. But what we haven't really spoken about is how to make sure that during the evening you're still going to having a good time. Do you guys do any kind of like mid event check ins or I mean, maybe did you do that in the past and you don't do it? anymore like how do we make sure that you know as a single as well I, I don't want to discount singles here because you do need to check in with yourself like are you pushing yourself too far are you making yourself uncomfortably going over what your boundaries are so you know I don't want to discount singles here but obviously as a couple unit we tend to check in a little bit more with each other so do you still do that do you recommend it to people what are your thoughts on kind of that mid-event check-in to make sure you know we are still having a successful event or you know we set intentions and I wanted you to hold me accountable and we still haven't spoken to those three people that we said we were going to do so do you do that uh, we we do we I think initially we what we tended to do was take ourselves away from the environment or as far away from the environment as we could and have a bit of a conversation particularly if someone was asking us a, a, a question about whether we were interested or not and we'd say oh we're gonna put the shutters down and go over there and just chat for a few minutes and then try and work out where we're at with things probably not the most enthusiastic response that they were looking for but right for us in our earlier days since that point i think we've become much much better at sort of understanding where we're at with each other and i think we it's much more a a sort of a hug and a kiss and just just a kind of you're right and and you're right okay that's cool i think there's been enough times when it's gone wrong and we've not enjoyed it that i think we're we're more a phase now where we'd say if it wasn't going right i would agree um i'm universally terrible at asking you every two minutes if you're okay to the point where it becomes really irksome to you but i genuinely do because i don't want to fuck something up i miss that miss a trick somewhere so i'm always always i was asking mr h are you okay like i just like i just like the confirmation that he's fine well this, this is true but i think that's very true of sober you or mildly <laughs> inebriated you drunk mrs h gives less fucks and that's been an interesting thing that we've had to, to navigate yeah i can be a bit of a jerk when i'm drunk but 
I'm, I ha- I've got so much better, I think, at, at navigating. At drinking more. <laughs> no, I was going to say I'm a lot better now at managing my sobriety a little bit and not being such a jackass. So we've we found a bit more of a happy medium of things. And I, I like to think that I still check in and give you a kiss and a hug, you know, now and then say, you're right, you're enjoying yourself. Like, is everything good? I, so I'm, I'm thinking of one particular incident that we talked about on the podcast quite recently where that didn't ha- where that didn't happen and it all spiraled out of control. Uh, so I think you know as much as you know you kind of think yeah we're we're growing and <clears throat> pardon me uh, as much as we think yeah we think we're we're getting better at it don't think for one moment gentle listener that that it doesn't go astray every now and then and we don't have to recheck in and relearn those basics because it it does and I think often you you can get into a cocksure space with this this whole experience. You can go, yeah, we've got this nailed down. We've been around the block a few times, and we've we've done a few events now, and we're comfortable and confident. And then we kind of forget to do the basics, like the checking in and making sure that we're okay and that everyone's comfortable. And that's where we fuck it up again. So so for me, it's it's about just having those sense checks in place, just to make sure that everyone's on the same page. Yeah, agreed. So so your your pro check in is what you're saying, definitely. Would recommend it to hundred percent. I think. Okay. For, and do you think it? Do you think it requires to take that to the next level? Like, do you think that it requires a conversation or because I know again when we first started this journey, there was a com- you know there's a lot of people back then were saying like have hand signals you know and or have like a, a secret word or whatever. Um, and and I remember at the time I think we were like oh shit that's what people are telling us we have to do so like Daryl we have to have like this hand gesture and we have to have these secret words and then I forgot it after it had two wines Um, it was like three pats on the leg if everything's going great but like five if it's going bad do you so we think it's necessary but do you think it needs to be a conversation or can it be something a little bit more simple I think I don't think it needs to be a long conversation we we tried the (laughs) like you tried we had that that same advice I think we probably listened to the same things and, and watched the same things and we went in with some hand signals and you mrs h just ignored them and up completely and it just yeah and just completely forgot about it and did her own thing so and <laughs> leading to actually one of our um worst meets ever however i think i think there is something to be said for just checking in even if that's a you okay you're comfortable that might be all you need to check in and i, I think you know because if you're not then you probably need to step away from the situation just to have a bit of a conversation to work it through i think the whole you know do doing the the animal sounds or the 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 hand maneuvers or the secret handshake whatever in the heat of the moment that kind of goes out the window you might as well just be honest and open and say i'm not quite there i need to can we just have a quick moment to chat and 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 work this out or if you're good just just be enthusiastic about being good there's nothing worse than someone not really saying anything and it's, it's very true of consent you know you want someone to be happy and interested and looking forward to the experience and if your partner's not showing those signs i think there's probably something where you need to do, step away and kind of check that again i agree i think it's probably more detrimental if you don't do any check-in at all and then you go and do something that can't be undone because then that builds leads to but you as an adult one of the things we have found definitely is that if you're not feeling right you have a responsibility to tell your partner if you've got a partner if you're if you're a singleton then then you have a responsibility to yourself to if you can step away from that situation and either find a friend if you can or if you need to talk to security or the bar staff or uh, depending on the on what it is or you might just need to take a moment to yourself you might need to pop to the loo and just just have a moment to think through what's going on and be comfortable with things you shouldn't ever do anything that that upsets you or puts you in harm's way or that you don't feel comfortable with i agree i think it's um 
it's not someone else's responsibility to completely be an adult for you. You do need to have some level of accountability and recognise if, if you have to speak up and say something, then you do because you know, you're an adult. So you can make these decisions <laughs> and these choices. And You've come this far. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you're adult enough to take your clothes off and fuck someone, then <laughs> at least you can do is show your partner some courtesy by telling them if that's not what you're feeling. So, yeah. 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 What about that? So, I mean, we've spoken about like the entire event, uh, but my, my thoughts on kind of that post-event come down self-care, I don't know whether you guys experience this, whether it's something that you occasionally experience or what have you, but I do find that after a successful event, after I've had a really good time or after I've been looking forward to something for three, four months, whatever that looks like, and then you finally get there, the night's amazing, you have a great time, you make connections, you dance, you drink, it's great. And the next day you realise there's nothing on the calendar to look forward to anymore and it's over. Do you ever experience it's like a it's what we call like a sub drop in um, bdsm terms but do you guys ever experience that uh 100 and you know i, I think there's this a couple of things one where we've run our own events and been involved in running events um you know the next day is where we get the most questions about people going when's the next one that was we, we want to have something in the diary and i think that is that is a form of that drop because you know we've experienced it we've been to to your events i, I think for pcap in particular that sort of the, the last <laughs> you did not want to leave that pool oh my god <laughs> oh, that was... our biggest regret was not booking an extra day yeah 100% we were so fucked off that we had to leave we were like oh man we could have just had a lazy day like just taking it easy and like just oh we really wish we'd booked an extra day didn't we but but it was that absolute come down of having yeah. had a really good time having had something that you've looked forward to and that you've you've really enjoyed and you've made new friends and connections and then having to leave it and go back to your regular life is is, is very difficult it is a drop and especially it, when those bars are just dotting around the pool still we were like oh man <laughs> and I was actually in the pool and drinking and having a good time too so that's it, after the event it's always my time to have a good time so that's like my my next day or two I'm just living it up you haven't seen me party like as hard as you see me party after the end of my events I'm like fuck yeah culling loose I've got no responsibilities anymore hey no party like an after-party party. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I think it's not just sub-drop from or, you know, post-event drop from having those hides. I think, you know, if you do choose to play as well, and this especially is important for, for singles, you know, if you do choose to play, there is an element of resetting, you know, having this like, wow, that happened last night and I'm on this like amazing high and it was so different and so new and so unique and I've built it up and all this sort of stuff and, geez, now it's gone and you're in pyjamas kind of watching Netflix. It, it can be a moment moment where you need to recognize those things and figure out what's going to be some self-care for you. Um, I found that host events for me are things where I'm like, oh, amazing, amazing. And then like, oh, life is dull now. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, shit. So I do need to actually generally tend to book something for myself like the day after or the weekend after or something else to look forward to. It doesn't have to be as lavish, but just a massage or a bath and some wine or something like that. Um, again, might not be for everybody out there, but it's something that I've recognised in myself now. One one of our greatest joys, I think, is having friends in the lifestyle that you can debrief with. And that's been invaluable. And I think that when you've come back from an event, having friends that you can chat to and just kind of talk it through is so helpful just to kind of process all of it. Because there is often a lot of processing around well, what's happened and what's gone on. It, and often this stuff is positive, but you, it just takes a while to sink into your brain. Like, holy shit, were we doing that? Or things you've missed. Yeah, or, th or you just think, oh. Oh, yeah. Or someone reminds you of something great and you're like, oh, totally, I remember that now. And it brings back a really good memory. And I think doing that has been really useful. So just having a call the next day 
with friends or having a Zoom chat or whatever and, and talking that through. And also, to be fair, the podcast kind of helps because, you you know, if, if you relive it a little bit and you're talking about it, it gives you an opportunity to, mm-hmm. to kind of share that experience. And, and that does sort of ease the, ease the pain. But equally, I mean, we're, we tend to book things pretty quickly after we've done it. It's like when you go um, go and see a gig, right? So if you haven't been to a gig for a while, you go to a gig and you go, wow, that was amazing. Why don't we go to more gigs? And then the next day you book another gig. Yeah, guilty. I went to the comedy show recently. I came home, sat on the couch, booked tickets for a different comedian in like two months' time because I was like, that was amazing. Why don't I do this more often? It- oh, yeah, because I can't afford to do it more often. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. And it's really nice to have a treat that's that's ahead. And like you say, that, could, that treat could just be small. It could be a massage it could be um a trip into town it could be a nice meal or whatever it might be or it could be how do we get our next fix and and you know what is the next like the junkies that we are (laughs) this is why i like having um a visual diary things i i mean i i can't bring myself to just commit everything into some kind of like i don't know digital thing digital is still visual dear it still exists i like to see something tangible in front of me i like the paper where i can see everything plotted out and mapped out and i'm like oh my god look i can see it because it's written in pen in like a a few months time whereas if it's like in in the internet somewhere (laughs) this would explain every time i I, I send you an email you write back to me in pencil (laughs) It's not visually popping for me because I have to go and search for it. Whereas I like to see it in front of me and I can then see that I've got exciting things to look forward to. That's how I work. It's just like... Like the tangibility of it. I like writing things down and like looking at them and going, yeah, look at this happening. It's exciting. (laughs) Old-fashioned girl. There is is absolutely something in that. and, And I think it's good for your mental health. It's like when you go on holiday and you come back. And it's nice to have an extra day off in a couple of weeks' time that you can look forward to, just to kind of mm. ease the ease the pain of going back to work. If you if you know, if you're yeah, you got something good. to look forward to, yeah, I, I like that, and and we tend to to operate like that. I think it's interesting because often. The, the events that we're going to at the moment are the ones that we've been involved in in sort of organizing or, or, or had a hand in so it's it's for us it's sort of often it's a it's a treat just for us I think and and like you said yourself Kate it's like a, the, the after an event it's the day off afterwards that you get where you don't have those responsibilities and that you can just enjoy that to the most mm, yeah absolutely what, what would you say would be like if you're going to wrap something else into this as like your best piece of advice what would be the last thing you would add to how to have a successful event is there anything else you're thinking of? Take some flat shoes. Make some flat <laughs> shoes. I mean, it's I, actually not bad, bad I advice. Cannot, but it's really an advice. <laughs> but I wish, really wish I listened to my own advice. Put some, put some water and some snacks in your hotel room before you leave for the club for the night. That helps. That's a classic bit of advice. Definitely take a spare pair of shoes. It, if your high heels are killing you, then at least you can change into some flat shoes. Mm-hmm. I think for me, the, the biggest bit of advice that I can give to people, I think, and, it, and I'm thinking about people who might be new or might be nervous, is to use the facilities that you've got. So if the event has a chat, if it has a, a Zoom beforehand, if it has um, a pre-meet, if it has, well, one assumes it has hosts. If you're feeling nervous, be part of that if you can. Ask the host questions if you've got them and just be involved because there's nothing worse than just sitting at home and being worried about something that you've paid money to enjoy. We, you know, as, as hosts ourselves, we want everyone to have a cracking time and to go away, you know, having loved their experience, but loving the community even more. And I think if you don't use those facilities, then I think you're missing a trick because they are there to help you. And, you know, I, I think some of the events that we went to, 
um, in our sort of very early days, they didn't offer those facilities. The hosts weren't approachable. They weren't mm. useful. And and actually, I think as a result, we worried ourselves to death about just just simple things. Now, now that we've experienced that, we know they're simple. But but when you're new, they're not. So if you can go in with a positive attitude, but it also kind of don't don't forget that there's a whole host of support there to to help you get the most out of your event. Yeah. That's a good one. And I think too, like going along with that, as much as, you know, you want to use the the options available to you and I mean, thinking about new people, but also thinking about people that are maybe a little bit more OCD, maybe a little bit more planny, you know, that do really want to think things through. Try to do your best maybe to loosen that off a little notch, you know, because coming in and thinking the entire time, well, shit, we've, we've now got to go and explore and we have to get into the wet room. We have to get into that jacuzzi because if we don't get in the jacuzzi, we're going to regret it or we have to do this, we have to do that. And you don't really allow any time for you to actually enjoy the event. So my other thing would be to, as best you can, try not to overthink things. Try not to put too much pressure on it. You know, just try to be in the moment, try to have a good time. Yes, as we said earlier in the episode, set those intentions and try to keep yourself accountable. But if you can, release the reins, release the reins a little bit because otherwise you're also just going to be just not in the moment really. And that there's nothing worse than kind of realizing that you had all these opportunities presented in front of you and you didn't take advantage of them. Yeah, it's, you don't want to kill yourself trying to do everything. And I think, you know, you can absolutely overthink this and, and spend your time sort of, right, it's now 1201, we must disrobe and go to this room with that couple. And now we've got to go and sample this lecture that's going on over here. And uh, honestly, you can you could spend, you know, you, you can organize your life that way. But the reality is, I think this community is, is fun and enjoyable and, and is talkative. And it's about finding out about other people and building new connections. And I think if you're too slavish to your routine, and this is coming from me who likes a routine, uh, then you're going to miss out and, and you're just going to, you're not going to enjoy the connections themselves. You're just going to be too worried about what you're doing next. And, and, and I wouldn't want anyone to go through an event like that. Don't get shit faced, don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> An important, important thing. It's so hard to get right. It's so, so hard not to drink because you're nervous or drink to loosen up a bit or drink because you're socialising. And we absolutely are guilty of that. I know we are and I've done it way too many times to be any kind of expert at this. But I, I'm starting to get a bit better with it. I, I truly am. But it's it's so tempting to throw yourself into party mode and then just mm, yeah. sweep drinks and, and drink. And then before you know it, you're either flat out somewhere or you're sick or, or you've missed half a night because you've had to go and bail early and go to sleep. I don't know, any number of, of permutations really of drinking too much can ruin your night. And it's a shame because you've, you know, you've looked forward to it for so long and then you just go fuck it up for yourself. Yeah, And I think for yourself because because it is it's on you isn't it like you're responsible for how much you drink so mm-hmm. I, I can't blame anyone else <laughs> she says knocking back a, a nice glass <laughs> of uh, red staring at us both going responsibility it's your responsibility it's, 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 it's responsible behavior isn't it you don't want people's lasting memory of you to be pie-eyed and you know hugging the porcelain basin of a yeah. club toilet so <laughs> just, there's better ways to remember me i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> right so on that note i think i think we can wrap things up mm-hmm. Thank you ever so much for joining us. It is always a pleasure. Where can people find you in the world? Swingingdownunder.com because I still have not changed our domain to wanderlustswingers.com. It's not true. I actually do have the domain and it's uh, forwarded permanently to swingingdownunder.com, but it's just faster if you go there. 
So that's where you can find us. <laughs> <laughs> and if anyone needs a business card, we've got fucking hundreds of them. Anyone needs a business card, um, hit me up. You know, I can I can uh, send you one of those. No, it's been it's been good. I hope people find that valuable. I hope people get something out of that, and hopefully, it helps you to maybe have success at your next event, but feel a little bit more relaxed that you know what you're thinking about, what you're going through, and what you're worrying about. Other people have thought about it. Other people have experienced it, and uh, like we've explained many times, other people have fucked it up. Alright guys, well that's everything from me. I hope that you really enjoyed that episode about how to have success at swinging lifestyle events. And I hope to see some of you in 2023. It is already coming up towards the end of February. We've got our event in London next week and we are about to publicly launch a very, very exciting event in Europe. So stay tuned for that. But otherwise, we'll see you on the next episode where we talk about some very naughty things we got up to recently. Hope that you guys are happy, healthy and well. Don't forget to leave us a five star rating and a review if you get the time. We would absolutely love to see that on our podcast catcher. Until next time, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. See you soon. Bye.